season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. the JKR podcast. My name is Jace Wrigley and I'm the host. Today is our second guest of week two for this Texas interview series sponsored by Evolve Baseball Training based out of Illinois. Um, today we've got our first Oklahoma commit. So this guy's from the Fort Worth region committed to Oklahoma. It's going to be the class of 2022. He's a two-way heading to Norman this fall. We got Christian Smith Johnson on the show. Today we discuss his work ethic overall. This guy works this guy works hard. Let me tell you, you guys can get to learn about that here in this episode. We talk about his baseball versus recruiting, recruiting, uh, sorry, baseball versus football recruiting. Um, he was a guy who was projected to maybe be a dual sport athlete in college, decided to just do baseball at Oklahoma. Also talk about learning from some MLB players. So he's got the chance to learn from Cody Bellinger, his travel ball organization. They produce a lot of major league talent. So he's gotten the chance to pick some brains from some of those guys. So we tune into that and much more. Um, so let's tune in. I hope you guys enjoy it. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we're one of the top prospects in the class of 2022 in Texas. We've got Oklahoma baseball commit Kristen Smith-Johnson on the show. Christian, super pumped to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right. You ready for that game tonight at 730? Oh, yeah. Pumped. I'm on the mound tonight. Who you guys? Who you guys got uh, facing? We're facing Northwest. They they having a decent season. I think they're like two and three and three, three and three. Yeah. Okay. Well, how, what's your guys' record? We're four. Uh, we're four and two. There we go. Four and two. Okay. So in Texas, are there a lot of a, a lot of teams that start a lot earlier than some other teams in other parts of Texas? Uh, no, we all start about around the same time. Okay. And we all end up district. We all end district at the same time. Okay, so uh, when did the season start, and when? Uh, how many more games do you guys have left before district starts? Our season started, is it June? No, 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 no. No, we started January 27th. Okay. And then we'll end, our last game is, I want to say, our last game before playoffs is about May, May 15th. Okay, that's that, I mean that's a pretty that's a pretty legitimate season right there. Yeah, it's a little lengthy. So it feels a little lengthy sometimes. Yeah, but, I bet I bet playing the tra- uh, not this season but seasons past doing the high school season and travel ball season. I'm sure that's pretty oh yeah, hopping straight tax- in the travel ball after high school. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's pretty taxing on your body. But uh, um, in, in Texas, like we talked about before we started recording, you guys have a class period where you actually practice for baseball. So yes, you guys we do. Tonight at seven thirty, kind of take us through that day of. Maybe you're done with your actual sit-down classes to where you go and you actually start practicing while other kids are in school. I got you. So, like, so our, our fifth period is our baseball period, which we practice, and it'll start at 11.03. So, 11.03, we all head over to the field. Uh, we get to the field about, like, get ready, get going stretching at 11.15. And then from 11.15 to 12.30 on game days is game day BP. So, we got a, a batting group, cage group, and a defense group. We go through all that. And at twelve thirty, and then coach would, depending on if we home or away, coach would give us the time on uh, when he wants us back. So today is six fifteen. So the team he says is uh, 
it's not mandatory to hit in the cages before the game, but our team is we trying to win, so we all there before the time he tells us to hit in the cage so we can get going. Yeah. So right now, as you're on your break, how long is this break on game days usually? Well, for me, I, okay, so most students go back to class after fifth period because they have to go to six and seven. But when you're a senior and you have enough credits, you can get six and seven off. So I have it off. So right Man. now I'm sitting at the crib until probably about 5.30ish, and I'm going to go up there and hit before the game. Yeah, Man, that's a, that's a great schedule there to end off oh, your yeah. high school career, man. It is. How 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 uh, when is graduation there in Texas? Uh, let's see. Ooh, the twenty third, May. No, yeah, May twenty seventh. Okay, all right. So I mean, once that happens after graduation, the baseball season will be almost oh, over. How long until you actually head to Norman to start uh, start practicing there? Norman says they want me to be on campus at July seventh, so I'll probably leave like a week early so I can get used to the. Yeah, of course. Stuff. Of course. So let's actually let's dig into that recruiting process uh, with Oklahoma. I usually like talking about the recruiting process with all the guys I get on. So when did that recruiting process start for you, and when did you start getting noticed by those D one teams? Let's see. I got my first offer from Wichita State going into let's see, going into my junior year. So it was the summer. It was the summer going into my junior year. I had got posted on a five tool, and I was. Throwing like 92, I had a couple of strikeouts and I went two innings. And then that was my first offer. But then Oklahoma started showing interest in me like three weeks later because, uh, let's see, it was Clay Van Hook's son was at one of the games to see an Oklahoma commit pitcher pitch. And he was playing against us. And I go three for three, two doubles and a home run. So it caught his attention. Then we got in touch. Then I, uh, Let's see, I kept him up with, with how I was doing. And at the moment, he couldn't come out to games because this was, like, during the COVID procedures and stuff. Yeah. In the quiet era, quiet period. But then this year, he became – the quiet period ended so he could come out. So he was, he saw me in Florida. He saw me in Arizona. Area code – area code was big for me. And then we – I decided to go ahead and make the decision. I went on my visit. I was loving it. Coach, Coach Van Hook and Coach Skip Johnson seem like they just want to get everybody better. And I feel like that was a place for me. So when you had those initial conversations after that quiet period, what were some of those initial conversations like? He was asking, where do I play? When do I play? How is, how is I feeling about other schools? Which, at the moment, I was trying to play football because I have dual sport offers, but I don't know if I'm, I'm a baseball player so yeah, at heart. Cool. So I just went ahead and gave up on the football so I yeah, focused so- more on the offers that were baseball only and Oklahoma was one of them so who who were some of those other schools that offered you for baseball and then even who were some of those schools that gave you uh, dual sport offers baseball I had Wichita State Oklahoma uh, Louisiana Lafayette DBU was showing interest but I don't think I don't think that was I don't think they wanted it for wanted me for real but and then the dual sport was uh Let's see. You got New Mexico, Houston. That was it. And then I just had regular football offers from UNT. And uh, I had another one, I think. UNT and Houston as well, because it's the same dual sport. Yeah. Okay. So um, out of all the schools that were just baseball only, that when you started focusing on that, what was it at Oklahoma that stood out to you? And what was the reason you chose them? Well, okay. So first I started looking at the criteria of like, can I, do I fit their general outfielder? So I was just looking at who they have in outfield and who they're recruiting. 
and you got Kendall Patisse in left slash center. And I was, I, I've seen him in real life. I was like, okay, I mean, he, he's pretty good. And I'm like, I feel like I could get to the same level as him and go ahead and start playing. And then you got like, see, like Texas, I was looking at their outfielders and they're like massive. And I was like, that's just, I'm just not a big person. So it's like, but they really want me for an outfield. So I was just looking at where I could fit in. And the outfield at Oklahoma looks like exactly that. Okay. So how has how has your experience in baseball recruiting kind of been similar to your experience within uh, recruiting through football? They do share similar similarities. Most of them, like, I don't know, it's like a nick when you can tell that somebody is, like, showing real interest in you. Because, like, some conversations go dead, but, like, when they really want you, they go keep checking up on you and seeing how you're doing. And when they really not messing with you, they just, they just like, kind of stop texting you. Yeah. And Oklahoma never did that. They always checked in with me every time and asked how I was doing, how my family was doing. So, so, at what, so at what point did you end up deciding that you weren't going to look at the football only and the dual sport athlete uh, offers? When, when, when was that point to when you were like, you know what, baseball is going to be the sport that I play in college? Junior year when I committed, I told myself I was going to commit and then I was going to walk on the football team. And then I had uh, a junior baseball season in high school. And I was like, man, maybe I don't need to play football. Because it was my high school season junior year was pretty bad. Like, it was like I was in a slump all season. So it was just like, maybe I need to just sit down and focus on baseball only and stop pursuing this this false false dream. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of that tilted me. And then I started thinking about that. And it just, every the more I think about it, the more I think I should just play baseball only. Yeah. So how many times have you actually been to Norman now that you've committed? I've been there three times. Okay. So when you go there each time, is there something you like doing? Or what overall, what have your visits been like so far when you've uh, taken the trip up there? So the visit, my official visit was pretty nice. They they did their thing. We went up there. Bus was ready for us as soon as we got there. Hopped on the bus, took pictures in the uniforms. Uh, had breakfast with all the recruits. Dinner with all the recruits. It was pretty nice. Then we went to go watch uh, UT Arlington versus Oklahoma. Okay. So do you have any relationships with other guys who were signed in your class or even guys who are committed um, in the 23 or 24 classes? Yeah. So there's a – I'll start with the uh, – there's a kid named Jackson Willis. I'm pretty sure he's in the – no, I know he's in the class of 23. Uh, he's really good. Like, we play summer ball together, and he's, like – he's just calm and collected at all times. Like, he's, his demeanor never changes. And I don't know him that well, but we did play summer together. But I know Tavion Vaughn. He's in my class. He goes to Cedar Hill. We got a pretty good relationship. He's a great hitter. So it's just I can take notes from somebody like him who's, like, really close. Like, hey, how are you doing this and that? Because he's just a he's a great hitter, person to look up to to see what you're doing wrong. So a lot of these guys that are in your class going to Oklahoma, are a lot of them from Texas and Oklahoma? Or are they, are they bringing some guys from other states around the country? Oh, no. It's – me and me and Tavion are the only ones from Texas in our okay. class. Every we got two people coming from Chicago. No, three from Chicago, one from California, and then I don't know where the rest are from. Or Kansas. I have we have a Kansas JUCO guy coming up. Okay, all right. Well, let's move a little bit into your travel ball experience. So obviously you play for the Texas Texas Sticks, really good program. Uh, so how'd you get connected with them, and just overall, how's your travel ball experience been for you? My travel ball experience, it's. It's exactly what it says. It's a lot of experience. Like, you see a whole lot of different stuff. Like, 
if there's one way to get better is to go play travel ball and face off against the top of the top every weekend and just go out there and try to get better. But I got connected with the sticks by uh, Damian Bravo. So I was I was hopping around teams for a minute. I played for about a D-Bat, Express, some little team, little team called the Panthers. And then uh, Damian Bravo, who's going to Texas Tech to play shortstop, was like, dude, you come over here to the sticks and we will get you recruited. You go get better and you go have great coaching. And I got my mom connected with their coach and I got exactly what he promised. All right, so you talk about Damian Bravo. You talk about Damian Bravo. I actually got him coming on the show. I'm going to record with him Monday. So, um, how are you? How do you know Damian? Do you guys uh, played before the Texas Sticks at all, or how, how do you have that relationship with Damian? Yes, me and Damian played on the Panthers team. I was talking about. We played. Uh, we played together for like three tournaments, and in the moment we were, we were. I mean, we were good, but after that we kind of split apart. Then I realized he went to Halton, and I was like, "Oh, you're not too far away. We can go hit sometime." And we just started hitting together. And then I was like, I was seeing, I was like, dang, this kid can really hit. And um, yeah, just the relationship sprung from there. We pretty we pretty close. Like he can he can come over to my house anytime. If he ever need anything, he can call me. We have a tight knit relationship. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's a great thing to have because Texas Tech's Basso in the Big Twelve, just like Oklahoma, right? Right. So you guys you guys will be squaring up against each other quite a bit in college. It'll be good to see. Yes, sir. But um Earlier on in your high school football career, when you were in that mindset of possibly playing both sports, how were you able to balance playing high school baseball, travel baseball, and then also playing football in the fall? Because we all know Texas football. I mean, that's that's Crazy. legitimate. Yeah. So the, my schedule was pretty harsh. My mom hates to talk about it, but because she's you doing, she says I do too much, which is which was true in the moment. Because I now that I think about it, like that was a lot that I was doing. So like freshman year going into sophomore year. I was playing corner. I was backup corner and backup receiver on varsity. Then our safety got injured, so I got moved up to safety. So now I'm there at practice. Like, I didn't know anything. I didn't know nothing about safety. So I'm there from, like, practice started, what, 3? I'm there from 3 to 7 because practice ended about, like, 5.30. But then I got to go watch film and learn how to actually play safety. So I do that all year. And after that, after the 7, you just go ahead and go straight to the cages because my mom says – you can't – you got to practice your craft every day. So it's like when she she loves to say, when you sitting here, you sitting down, somebody else getting better. Yeah. And I, I stick by the heart by that. So so when you're practicing your craft every day, are you doing that at your high school or are you going to the sticks uh, facilities? Where are you going to practice that craft every oh, day? Oh, I go to all, all three of them. I got a third one. I got a facility down the street that I got the key to. So I be in there a lot. But most of the time I'm in the facility – Stick or the sticks facility, or I'm just on the field at high school, and we yeah. have a cage at the high school. Yeah, I mean that's great to see those. I mean, the more facilities you have, the better. Uh, yes. But talking about the sticks, I mean they've got they've got some good guys who are playing the majors now. Got some guys committed to some great schools. I mean Noah Syndergaard comes to mind. So have you gotten a chance to train with any of those top level guys that have came through the sticks program? Yes, I well, Cody Bellinger didn't go through the sticks program, but he was there at the uh, facility one day talking to one of our one of our one of our coaches and I was throwing the bullpen he came up to me and he was like how old are you and I told him I, at the moment I was 16 I'm 17 now I was 16 he was like you got some good stuff and then he uh he actually taught me how to throw it he said I don't know much about pitching I was like yeah you're Cody Bellinger <laughs> then he like fixed my slider grip and now it's just absolutely disgusting yeah so was there anything else that you were kind of picking Cody's brain on um besides the pitching 
Yeah, I asked him about hitting, but he really didn't have much time. He was like, he just left after he told me how to throw a slider. I was like, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, that's it's always great to know. I mean, Los Angeles Dodgers, one of the best organizations in baseball. It's always great to see, great to uh, be training with some of those guys, get to pick their brain a little bit. Right. But uh, let's dig in. So you talked about the area code. You talked about that experience a little bit. So how did the area code tryout come about? Uh, where were you when you figured out that you were going to be trying out for the area code? And then how was that overall um, experience for you? Oh, man. It was something I'll never forget. It was, what, sophomore going into junior year, sophomore summer, or junior summer going into junior year. So it's like, I'm, like, hitting my – I'm seeing that I'm actually, like, pretty. I'm pretty good at baseball. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. Then I, my mom was like, you got invited to area code. And I was like, I had no idea what it was. And my select coach had said something about it. He's like, I'm going to get you the area code. I showed up. We went through the stations. We did a, We had a regular BP throwing from the outfield. And if you wanted to pitch, they told me to skip the pitching because they said I was going to start anyway. But I was like, they've never seen me pitch, but I guess they did. And I got there and the game, you get picked for the game. So, like, they go through all the stations and then they pick you for the game. So, if you don't make the game, you got to go home. And I made the game. And then I got in the game and it was the best baseball players I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I didn't even know there were that many good baseball players in the area. It was a humbling experience very much. Yeah. So when you're playing this area code, you're playing you're playing guys in Texas. But after that, don't you go on to um, a tournament to play guys around um, other regions as well? Yes, you do. You go to you go to play the other organization teams as well. Like you'll play the Cincinnati Reds scout team. You'll be on the Ranger scout team playing Cincinnati. You got the A's, all that. Okay, so when you for whatever area for the area code you're in, what scout team is that for? It's the Texas Rangers. Oh, okay, that's the Texas Rangers. Okay, all right. Um, so let's let's dig into your hitting and your pitching approach a little bit. So obviously, you're an outfielder and a right-handed pitcher right now. So are you planning on pl- uh, being a two-way player in college? Yes, they told me I signed to play outfield and pitcher. And it- okay. All right, so let's dig into your pitching repertoire a little bit. Obviously, you throw that slider. You said Bellinger helped you out with that. Uh, what are some of your other pitches that you throw? <laughs> I got the slider. I got the curve. And I got the fastball that I just – well, see, the fastball has been working. But I'm starting to see that, like – because my mentality a year ago was I'm going to throw it past you every time. And, I, like, I, I now that I see that hitters are evolving as I'm getting older and they're getting older too, blowing it – you're not going to be able to blow it past everybody. So I've had to, like, kind of adapt. I'm still working on it today. Like, I still try to throw it past these. Like, I'll face high school teams, and I'll think I can just blow it past them. They'll catch up eventually. And then it's just an approach I need to fix of stop. Like, I'll shake off a slider thinking I'm going to throw it past this kid. And they end up hitting it. So it's, like, something I got to work at. So uh, besides those three pitches, are there any pitches that you want to add in the future? Or are there yes. Any pitches that I'm, working, to- I'm working on a changeup, which is really crazy because uh, – Everybody, like, literally everybody I can know can throw a changeup, but as soon as I try to throw one, I spike it every time. And I'm also trying to add in a sinker into the rotation. Okay. I mean, a five-pitch mix, that's going to be good. Are you are you thinking you're going to be a starter or do you think you're going to be a reliever when you go to Norman? Ooh, that's a good question because I really don't know what I am now because, like, I mean, I just do – I come in when it's needed. So, if we want to – I'll start the game, I'll close the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Out, of, out of all the – I mean, you faced a lot of great hitters in your career so far. Who do you think's probably been the hardest hitters to get out so far in your career? Damian Bravo. And okay. Jason Jones, he's uh probably I think he's the top shortstop in our class. Going to Arkansas. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's gonna be making it to Arkansas though. I bet he Yeah, he goes to the league. Yeah. But yeah, I faced I faced Jason Jones at area code and it was 
O2 count slider in the other batter's box, and he keeps his hands behind the keeps his hands in front of the barrel and off the right field wall, which he had. All right, so let's talk, let's talk let's flip it around a little bit. Let's talk about hitting. So let's talk about your hitting approach. When you're walking up to the plate, what what's going through your mind, and what are you trying to do with each at bat? Every time I try to find, I I, I sit first pitch fastball. Like, in select, I, okay, actually, in select, I sit first pitch fastball. But in high school, I'm definitely sitting first pitch curveball because high school coaches, they see you committed, and they just want to throw you all breakers, which is perfectly fine because you just sit back and crush it. But my approach is I'm not – I used to, like, last year, I had got into the wrong mindset of I can hit home runs and I can hit bombs. And I was, like, getting outside of my body, swinging too far and too hard and too, too ragged. So, like, this year I've been slowing it down, just trusting my hands, like, gap to gap. Like, today in game day BP, I was just working on keeping my hands inside the ball and, like, three of them left on accident. So, Well, there we go. So, um, you talk about how you were – last year you were trying to swing out of your body. So, what exactly would be a scouting report on yourself? Last year, myself – last year, me? Uh, no, right. Like, right now, what would be your scouting report right now as a hitter and as a pitcher? Hitter – Stay away from the middle of the plate, middle, stay away from middle end. I can go the other way. It's just inconsistent. So, like, like actually, last game, I got two fastballs middle of the way, probably on the black of the plate. And I pop one up to right field. And then I, the next at bat, I'm thinking I missed low. So then I roll it to second. And then the third at bat, I get a slider away. So it's still going towards the other side of the plate. And I hit it off the right field wall. So it's just like a thing of consistency, something I just got to keep working at. Yeah. So I just stay away from the middle end. All right. So besides that consistent you talked about you talked about there, what are probably some of the biggest things you're wanting to work on before you head to Oklahoma's campus this fall? Seeing an increase in velo. Like I want to do live like this summer, I'm gonna try to aim to see a whole lot of live ABs with some really good pitchers, just so that like I get up there and I'm not freaked out by some 93, 95 action with some actual breakers and off speeds. Yeah. So um, just talking about college baseball and even some um, talking about professional baseball a little bit, when you're looking at some of these older guys, guys who are in college playing Oklahoma now, even some other schools, or even some guys who are in the major leagues, who are some guys that you like to model your game after? So my coach, my, actually my select coach, one of my select coaches, our first base coach was Brett Squires. And during the summer, he was down there with us. And uh, he was coaching us and he was just helping us out with our game. And I was like, in the moment, this was uh, this was before I committed. So I was like, yeah, he going to Oklahoma. He he probably average, average college baseball player. Then I got in the cages with him, and I was like, no, he's not average. So, like, then I watched him in Oklahoma. Like, he's playing right now, and he's he's doing pretty solid. And it's just somebody, like, I was right next to him. So, like, I know he's not – he's he's real. Like, I can I can look up to this guy and yeah, take yeah. what he's saying and do it, actually. Yeah. So let's let's move on from baseball a little bit. Let's talk about stuff that's beyond the baseball field. So when you're not playing baseball, is there some type of passion passions that you have that you like doing besides playing baseball? <laughs> when I'm not playing baseball, I am at work. All right. Well, okay. So, well, where you work at? I work at Babe's Chicken. Is that like a fast food place? It is What's a, it's a five star restaurant located in Fort Worth, next to Fort Worth. It's actually right behind my house. It's I got blessed to be next to a five-star restaurant, so I'm a okay. server there as well. So okay, so um, being, so you live close to Fort Worth. So have you ever been to the TCU campus? Yes, I have. I played there a couple times. That was 
actually TCU campus was the first campus I clocked in at 98, which okay. I felt like the radar gun was a little juiced, but <laughs> um, how has how is that TCU campus? How does that compare to the one in Oklahoma? Oh, they're they're similar, but that that TCU campus is something for real. Okay, scenery right. is great, and then the locker room is their locker room is crazy. I'm not yeah. Not I was actually I, I was actually in Fort Worth probably about a month ago, and I went to that the stockyards went down that little strip there, which was pretty cool. I didn't realize that TCU campus was in Fort Worth. If I did, I, I would have checked that out. So yeah. I'm going to have to make a trip back to Fort Worth to check that out. Oh, yeah, it's a great camp and a great facility and a yeah. nice – the field's a little yeah. graveyard, but so. – Yeah, so what, are, so what are some of your favorite things to do? And what – you're listed at North Richland Hills, so I'm assuming that's a suburb of Fort Worth. Right. So what are some of your favorite things to do in North Richland Hills or even some of your favorite things to do in Fort Worth? So we got a we got a uh, park called Northfield, and it has a sand volleyball court and a good basketball court. So like everybody at school, Friday, Saturday nights, we we there, we we lit. And then we also like to go to another one called RYA. It's more basketball related. It's where like the open runs be at. It'd be some competition up there. And if we're not there, you could catch us at main event. Probably we'd be at main event quite quite often. Okay. So I mean, you're always. I mean, you're always an active dude. You're not sitting down playing video games. You're not sitting down doing some other stuff. Yeah. Always an active dude. Always trying to get shit done. Right. But I take it. All right. Well, I've got I've got one last question for you before we end it off. So obviously you're heading to Oklahoma this fall. In 2021, the NIL regulations were passed to where college athletes can now make money off their name, image, and likeness. So you're in season now, so your mind's probably not on this. But when you do head to campus in the fall, have you been looking forward to some NIL deals or anything like that? Yes, I've seen. Actually, I've I got a homeboy, uh, CJ Baskerville. He plays for San Diego State, and he's a safety in football. So I see, I see his Instagram post and he got an NIL deal with uh, a burger joint out in California. And I thought it was cool. And he was like, yeah, bro. I texted him about it. I was like, hey, what's this about? And he was like, hey, this legit. He was like, when you get up here, you, when you get up to college, you got to go do something for real. And I was like, oh, that's when I realized it was real. I was like, I could really, really make some of my name. Yeah. I mean, NILs create a lot of opportunities for people. I, um, I mean, I love seeing college athletes making money off their name. Um, I actually, if you need any adv- uh, advice or help doing it with NIL, I actually work with a couple athletes now. Um, yeah, so if, right, once right. you hit, once you hit campus in the fall, um, I'll probably shoot you a text and I can get you some advice going. Oh, good. That's what I like to hear. So we got, we got to start with that chicken place in Fort Worth though. Get, get you some, a chicken deal with them. Oh, that is true. I don't know why I even thought of that. You got, you got, you got to talk, you got to talk to your boss, got to sweet top him into maybe uh NIL deal, some free, free chicken for life or something like that. <laughs> But all right, Christian, that's all I got for you, man. Um, I really appreciate it. I want to wish you best of luck tonight, best of luck this season. Um, I'll definitely be following your career once you head to Oklahoma. Hopefully I can make it out to a game sometime there. Um, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. Yes, sir. No problem. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I'd like to thank Christian for coming on the show today. Christian's just a great ball player. He's got a great work ethic and very educated dude. Uh, you can tell that by just the 25, 30 minutes that we talked that he has a very good work ethic. I mean, he was a two-sport athlete. He's working a job at a five-star restaurant, committed to Oklahoma. You don't see very many D1 athletes who actually work jobs in high school. So it's great to see that. I love that he's doing that. 
Um, hoping to see him dominate Oklahoma these next four years. Going to be an outfielder and a pitcher. So hoping he can dominate both ways. Hopefully he can get to keep that going. But with that being said, make sure to check in tomorrow as we got another Oklahoma class of 2022 signee. We got Rocco Garza Gangora on the show. And then after that, we're going to end off the weekend with Nolan Traeger committed to TCU for the class of 24. That's going to be on Saturday. And then to end off the weekend, we've got Sam Erickson, another class of 24. He's going to Texas A&M. So the, I'm really excited for the rest of this weekend, excited for these past two guests this week. Uh, just this overall Texas interview series has been pretty great so far. We got to learn a lot from the state of Texas. And I'm just looking forward to continuing that this week. Um, but for any more updates on the podcast, make sure to give us a follow on the social media, Instagram, Twitter. It's going to be at JKR underscore podcast. Also, give our website a follow just to learn more about the podcast and get updates. It's going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. Uh, but with that being said, we'll catch you guys tomorrow for the Rocco Garza Gangora interview. <laughs>